0: Hello friends and welcome to episode number 215 of Bat Clips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Well,
1: (laughs) based on how long it uh, took us to come back, you probably know what happened. Um, Yeah, if you don't know what happened last weekend, then uh, I suggest you don't open up. Yeah, just don't just just stay oblivious. We'll tell you. (laughs)
0: Right yeah, let's just let's just dive headfirst into this. That we didn't win uh, the wild card series. We lost two games to zero. Uh, the second game was a tough. Yeah. That was tough. Um, yeah. And really, it all comes down to one play that was just a disaster that cost well, the Jays
1: two decisions,
0: three runs. Well, yeah, there were two decisions, but really, the loss comes almost exclusively out of one play that that uh, in a way is kind of a microcosm to the season. We'll talk about all of it. Uh, the ups, the downs. Uh, we'll do a little post uh, postseason Ross Atkins media conference. Uh, maybe a couple quick things about the offseason priorities. We'll see how and, far uh, we get. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. This is gonna be a tough episode. Uh, you're all already probably feeling exactly what we feel already. I can't imagine it any other way. Uh, tough loss. Tough loss. Really tough loss. Um, especially having uh, at least a game two win slip right through our fingers. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, game one was just. Castillo was just so dominant. Um, he threw the game of his life. Yeah, he gave you seven and a third in a playoff game of of six hit, no walk, five strikeout baseball. I mean, you'll you'll take that any day of the regular season and every day in the playoffs. <laughs> like it's, it was a great game for him. Obviously, it got off to a shaky start with Manoa giving up the three runs in the first inning. Um, and obviously, I mean, I think I think. Both, two of the runs that he gave up were on batters that he hit, which is tough. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, you you just can't. I mean, he hit Julio he hit, he hit Rodriguez twice, and Rodriguez scored both times that he got on base that way. You, you can't put their fastest or their best base runner, even with the back issues, on, on base. And that's the top of the lineup, and, and it, it cost them both times. So, I mean, it, it was outside of outside of that i mean Manoa did what he does he battled he still gave him five and two thirds that that fourth run in the fifth really really hurt uh the second time he hit rodriguez and he came to score but i mean what are you gonna do i mean even if he doesn't it's you might not win that game anyway just with how good castillo pitched so it's not so much i would i'll never i'll never say and i hate when people say that Manoa lost the blue jays that game he didn't um Castillo won that game for Seattle. So that's how I feel about game one.
0: Yeah, I think the way that I feel about the whole series is best described by that goose that was removed from the field on wild card game (laughs) two uh, between the Dodgers and the uh, Padres. Uh, Just someone picked me up in a towel and uh, turfed me right in a recycling bin. (laughs) Kind of a metaphor for the season two. I said that twice now. I'm just really I'm very sad. Yeah,
1: uh, I I could tell. I mean, it, it, yeah. and like we we waited this long because we didn't want we wanted to let it marinate a little bit and and think about before we just were angry and <laughs> I know for me like I went through the the seven stages of being a Leafs fan and not the seven stages of depression or whatever it's called. It's the seven stages of being a Leafs fan because I just like I was like, "Oh, you know what? It's fine." they'll be okay they'll be okay next year this isn't that bad i was bargaining and then i went through like the grief stage it was like man they really blew this opportunity and then i've I've come to accept that it happened because seattle was just the better team over two games um
0: i don't even know if that's true I don't def- know if def- I definitely
1: agree. in game one <laughs> yes absolutely um, not
0: trying to take anything away from Seattle, no. but i don't know that they were the better team in game two I think let's talk about that. (laughs) We'll get into it. If you're sad like us, follow us on Twitter at BFMD podcast DM or tweet us your questions. You can find us on anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, website, bfmdpodcast.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. I'm not going to hustle for reviews. I just want to talk. Yeah about let's, baseball. Can let's I just say... Right into it. Can we just get right, right on yeah, top we've of it? Yeah, already,
1: already, we've already kind of talked about game one, and like, there's not really much to be said about that one. It was the just, better team won. The better team won game one. That
0: day showed up, executed... The better pitcher yep. I guess executed their phenomenal. game perfectly. Yeah. They did everything they needed to do to get the W. They killed the crowd. It's just, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, the second game... Huh. That game was... all right i'm having a really hard time not blaming anyone in particular because it takes a whole team to collapse like that but toronto was definitely it was a better team they were it was they were the better team that day and what happened in center field or like very shallow center field was a one in a thousand freak accident slash collision slash injury slash error slash misplay that you might see once a decade from a team Mm -hmm. it just so happened to happen in a playoff game that cost us three runs and eventually the baseball game um i'm not i went i we talked a lot about this the day that it happened i've changed my position on this i'm not going to blame anyone in particular for that for what happened what i really want to talk about is how completely unfair it is for people to be blaming jordan romano for what happened because he doesn't control what two other players do and if they crash it was that was a playable ball.
1: he did his job inducing weak contact
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, We could have got out of that inning, and it would have been 8-5. Yeah, But that's not what happened. That
1: play doesn't happen if Anthony Bass doesn't give up three straight singles. Yeah. Um, Anthony
0: Bass didn't have his best stuff, and (laughs) they had to leave him in there.
1: For three batters.
0: (laughs) And uh, it was ugly.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it sucks. I mean, obviously we know now that Springer does have a concussion, as well as a left shoulder strain from that play yeah and that goes along with the uh, bone spur he has in his right elbow uh it's gonna be a busy off season for him in terms of just getting healthy and obviously there will likely be at least a procedure on the elbow for sure but the jays have said that they do expect him to be ready for spring training and i mean it, you just you feel for the guy like he he lays like george springer more so than any other baseball player i think like just he just he gives it 100 percent every on every play i haven't seen like even on ground balls like you don't see him dogging it up the line most times like he's hustling pretty hard um every play in center field like he's willing to lay out he crashed into the wall in the series and jammed his arm a little bit too like the man the man will literally sell himself he'll run through a wall to make a catch if that's what it takes and it sucks that that he that he keeps getting hurt and that has this these freak things happen to him but i mean you just you just hope that he comes back no worse for wear and that everything can be healed by the time the new season starts because it it would mean a lot to this team to have george springer at 100 percent for maybe the first time since he joined the blue jays (laughs) yeah i mean for me for me it wasn't even that play patrick that that it was, it was pulling Kevin Gosman in my opinion, that, that turned the tide in this game. Yes, he had loaded the bases, but then he comes back and he strikes out two batters in a row. And I mean, Gosman was pitching a great game. I, at, the, at the time, he had given you five and two-thirds of one-run baseball with seven strikeouts. Yes, the bases are loaded. Yes, he's facing Carlos Santana, who took him literally off the top of the wall earlier in the game. But Kevin Gosman's a guy you gave $115 million to last winter to pitch in situations like this. And he had already struck out two batters. Like it's not as though. Is it
0: overthinking? Is it John Schneider overthinking?
1: I think it was the, I think, I think it was really that they were scared to let him face Santana again. And I don't know. Why? I don't know. And I don't
0: barely hit his weight
1: i know and i I don't know why him and pete walker and whoever else is involved in the decision decided that tim Mesa was the guy to go to obviously yeah you spent ten is a switch hitter and he's been batting left-handed for his first couple of times but if you look at its splits he murders left-handed pitching like he's a 160 he was a 160 or something hitter against left against righties this year and like 270 against against lefties so bringing in meza was probably not the play like for me it w- like that would have been a great time for a simber or a pop two guys who like obviously zach pop is a ground ball machine and simber is the king of getting awkward contact now i'm not saying e- either of those two guys would have done better in that situation but meza was definitely the wrong call you don't if if you've got a if you've got a batter up, who murders left-handed pitching, and they're about to face your lefty starter for a third time, you don't go to a left-handed reliever. You go to a righty. Now that obviously changes the way that the the bit that the batter sees. But Santana Santana hits from both sides. It doesn't matter for him, and he swings so much better against left-handed pitching. It, that was probably that was come the move. down to
0: the career splits that doesn't can,
1: that doesn't even matter i, I agree
0: with you i agree with you the amount they, the but,
1: amount that a reliever faces a, a hitter especially yes, a Mesa versus santana battle i like,
0: agree man i look i yeah. agree I, it's <laughs> overthinking it's yeah, overthinking it's impossible to get into the head of john schneider at this point He's got to be the guy to sort of answer the call as far as why he did what he did. Yeah. And I don't think we'll ever get a straight answer as far as that goes. I don't even know what he said post conference or anything. I don't think any of that shit matters.
1: Yeah, I know, and and like and the pitch that that Santa hit out was right at the bottom of the strike zone. It's not like it was a bad pitch. It was just like it was it was a ninety-one mile an hour sinker right at the bottom of the strike zone. It's not like it was a bad pitch. It was just it was the wrong pitcher in the game. You needed, in my opinion, you needed to leave the 97 mile an hour velo that Gosman possesses and his 86 mile an hour splitter in that game against a guy like Santana who has a ton of swing and miss in his game. Yes, he takes a lot of walks, but even if Gosman walks Santana there, it walks in one run, and it's you're still up eight to two instead of it ended up being eight to five after that inning because all three of those runs that were on base when Mesa came in um of course came in to score right so yeah and then he Mesa comes in wild pitch right away boom one runs in that was the first pitch he threw second pitch swinging strike third pitch home run and all three of those runs plus the batter are in it's just it's an incredible how how fast it it went downhill <laughs> it really is
0: i don't think i think that was a major part of the game but i think the big the TSN turning point was the collision in shallow center.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If that catch that gets made, if that, that catch, season, if that catch, if that catch gets made, you're right. If that catch gets made, it's nine to six still. It's it's still a three run game, but if they leave Gosman in, it could have still been an eight to one game if he doesn't give up the home run or the wild pick. Yes, yeah. I oh, sorry, eight to two. My bad, eight to two. No, still, eight to one. Eight to one. Yeah.
0: I mean, it is what it is. The Jays uh, weren't able to.
1: To do to anything, uh, Teoscar Hernandez was excellent, of course. Two home runs in that game, too. Yeah, of
0: course. Two. Of course, he was great.
1: Denny Jansen with three hits. Yep. Drove in two.
0: Can't ask for much else. Yeah, but... it was
1: it was him and, and Teoscar who drove in six of the nine runs combined. Um, Denny Jansen's the playoff performer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it is what it is. The team lost. It's another season where the quote window was open. Mm-hmm. and they fail to capitalize, move on to the divisional round to face Houston, instead it's the Mariners. Um that's already going tremendously for them. Uh they got walked off in the bottom of the ninth. Uh so Houston's up one nothing in that I series. I think it was already. Robbie
1: Ray who got walked off too.
0: He did, yep. Yeah. Uh Robbie Ray didn't look good.
1: No, he they they pulled him in the third in, or in the fourth inning against the Jays like he comes he gave up the second homer to his his daddy uh, to Oscar Hernandez Yeah. and they pulled him immediately. Um, we said that might happen though, because obviously the Jays, the Jays wrote, you, you said it last episode, the Jays wrote the Robbie Ray book. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it makes sense that they would have the cheat codes. Um, And I, I mean, just, yeah. I think
0: what's more annoying about all of this is the fact that through the whole f- season, some of the Jays players, we're so confident in the performance of this team in the long run that there's a ton of these stupid ass quotes that are just getting shoved down fans' throats now.
1: Okay, like, would you rather than not be confident? What What do you What do you want? I think want you got to let your
0: play do the talking, rather than say something like, "Last year was the." trailer this year is the movie yeah i hate that quote now everywhere i see it it's just it's such an easy dunk yeah. on this team who cares I,
1: <laughs> I don't it doesn't bother me
0: i mean it's annoying because i think the fans of other teams are annoying because they think that two games defined an entire season and it's only because their teams haven't lost yet that they that they it's like this weapon that gets used and that's, it's really annoying. It makes Twitter sports, really man. toxic.
1: I, I don't know. Like, I, I we have our we have our Twitters very different because I mean I I use the podcast Twitter basically as my personal account at this point. I don't ever use my personal Twitter, and I I'm I'm very liberal with the mute button. Like I've got certain words muted. Like I I don't want I don't see anything about foot like NFL on our Twitter account have NFL muted. <laughs> so it's like I don't I don't use it for that. It's it's for, purely for the people on baseball that I actually want to follow. So I mean, I if somebody's retweeting political shit, automatic mute. It's just like I the list of muted accounts on our on our our muted words on that Twitter is probably like over 300 at this point. At least. Like I don't know. I I don't see much of that stuff as I and I don't go looking for it. Uh, not that I'm saying you do either, but it's just like none of that stuff really bothers me because it's like they c- Random Joe Blow on Twitter with the the egg profile picture from two thousand ten can say whatever he wants to his three followers. Like, let him say it. Obviously, nobody cares. Why should I?
0: <laughs> that's fair. Maybe it's just maybe. It's I just don't take not... offense
1: to that stuff. I'm and I, I'm a Leafs fan, man. I'm used to getting ridiculed. Like,
0: that's fair. Do you think I'm just a snowflake? Is that it? I don't think you're a snowflake. <laughs> I think you just
1: you wear your heart on your sleeve a little bit more than I do. Yeah, I think so. and, yeah, that's definitely. And in it. the in the moments like. I think you definitely, uh, you're a little more, you're more emotional and yeah. 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 As soon as something starts going wrong, that's the end of the world. Whereas for me, it's like, I've seen, it was four to one, man. I've seen collapses before. This is nothing (laughs) like, yeah. Yeah. Like I've seen the Leafs blow so many game sevens and not win a first round playoff series since I was like 10. So, I mean, I'm used to the disappointment, (laughs) which is a sad thing to say, but this, this one, this one did hurt. Like it, it hurt. It hurt a lot just because of the the way it was lost and people got hurt in the loss. I would have been perfectly okay if if, if the Mariners had come back and won this game without a play like that happening because it, it was just not only did was the game tied, but you, you just lost your center fielder, and he was batting first the next inning, so Jackie Bradley Jr. had to lead off the bottom of the eighth. And instead yeah. of it being Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, you've got Bradley Jr., who is basically an automatic out at this point in his career. Um, leading off a meaningful eighth inning in a playoff game, an elimination game. So it was just, Uh, it was just incredibly unfortunate. Um, Now it's all down to like what comes next. And there, there are some decisions that'll have to be made. I mean, if we look at kind of the, the payroll table and everything for the Blue Jays, there's a lot of players who are still under contract for the next season. I mean, the only players who are unrestricted free agents are Ross Stripling. David Phelps and Jackie Bradley jr. Everybody else is either under team control or on entry level contracts or an arbitration or has an option. Like Anthony Bass has a $3 million option. That's probably getting picked up. <laughs> Just <Yep>. say <saying>. it. Um, <laughs> that's a Can pretty firstly, easy one.
0: I think all three of those guys are gone.
1: Uh, I, I, I do think so as well. Yeah. Jackie Bradley jr. Won't be resigned. Phelps. I'd be happy with David Phelps had a great season a uh, veteran of the bullpen, if if it works out to bring him back on a similar deal for another year or two, sure. I'm happy with it. Um, yeah, it's... it's Vladdy's due for a big raise. He'll probably get about double of what he got. Uh, Whit Merrifield has a club option for $6.75 million for next year, which is slightly less than what he made this year. So he that probably gets picked up. And, I mean, the way he finished the year, I... I I think Whit Merrifield probably has the. I think honestly he's even ahead of Espinol for starting second baseman next year. That's my opinion. I know you're Espinol number one fan. No, I don't know if I um, go that far. Yes, <laughs> I do. I do
0: disagree with you. But yeah, but that, like, there is a lot of time. Yeah. We'll have plenty of time to do all that uh, in the off season.
1: Yeah, just thinking like just I won't. I'm not going to go through the whole roster, but just looking at who the likely starting players would be obviously you've got Gurriel back healthy for left field you've got Springer hopefully in center with Teoscar and right. Teoscar will be going into the last year of his arbitration eligibility before he becomes an unrestricted free agent after next season that's your outfield you've got Matt Chapman for one more year at third you've got Bo Bichette obviously still um, an arbitration for this. this will actually be Bo's first arbitration year so they still have three more years of control over Bo you've got your second base battle of Espinal, Merrifield, Biggio all under team control as well with Merrifield's option and Espinal and Biggio still being on in arbitration years. Uh, Espinal's going to his first year of arbitration, uh, Biggio in his second. Then you've got Vladdy at first who will be in his second year of arb. But Vladdy's going to have four years of arbitration just based on when he debuted. So the Jays still do have three more years of him as well. Um, and then you've got your triple-headed monster at catcher with Kirk Jansen and, and Moreno. The, the Jays used ended up using Marino in a couple different positions in that last weekend or that last week series in Baltimore. There's been some chatter among Blue Jays beat people of how the Jays may try to get him to like play a left field or be a backup third baseman as that's where he was drafted was as a third baseman. That way you you can keep him on the bench as a bat and let him just have that multi position versatility. So that's that's an option because obviously uh you could trade one of those three, but I mean. Why would you? Jano and Kirky both missed time on the IL this year with injuries. So, I mean, having a guy like Moreno in the wings and on the roster, just it almost makes sense, right?
0: Yeah. I don't know if I agree with everything you just said, but what I'll <laughs> say, there there's going to be tons of time for us to speculate yeah. as far as what the lineup's going to look like and who's staying, who's going. Fortunately, this team will be at least... 90 percent
1: the same yeah it should be as close to as good as they were this year with without adding anything um obviously starting pitching is gonna be a a thing but ross atkins held his media availability patrick uh two days ago now on tuesday uh julia cruz posted a summary of it for mlb.com a few talking points that i noticed from both watching and reading this article Uh, one of them was obviously about john schneider who we've already talked about with some managerial blunders in that game too. But overall, I mean, they said, this is the quote from Ross Atkins. I feel very confident about the job that he's done. And I think it will be very difficult for us to find better than John Schneider. But one of uh, but out of respect for the organization, out of respect for John Schneider, I do not want, I do want to, I do want time to work through the process with him. So they aren't ready to remove that interim tag yet and uh, give him a contract. But, uh,
0: it'll it's, happen it's it's it'll happen it's going happen. to happen yeah happen.
1: I, I do think that john schneider i think we both think that he's the guy for that job and yeah giving him a two or three year contract is probably what'll happen just so he has some the illusion of job security i guess
0: the main thing <laughs> is that going into 2023 is that 60% of the starting rotation isn't going to be injured or having a career worse season. Hopefully. So the Jays the Jays are going to be better than what they were last year or last year referring to 2022. Yeah. Um they will be. It's just if they're not they're better than their their stats and in the season reflected. Sometimes good teams lose in the playoffs. Look at the Atlanta Braves. They won 15 consecutive division series, and they only had one World Series to show for it. Mm -hmm. But they did get a ring out of that, and they had a great 15-year run with a lot. Like, they were stacked, man. They had Glavin. They had Maddox uh, for a majority of it. They had John Smoltz. They had Chipper Jones. uh, They had uh, Javi Lopez. They had... uh, I think the crime dog was on that team for a while. Mm-hmm. Fred McGriff. Uh, they had Kenny Lofton. They had they had, they had uh, Andrew they Jones. Were full of
1: stars, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. They and only
1: uh, only one team wins, right? Twenty nine teams go home disappointed every year. So
0: that's not an excuse though for the not fact that like this team pay like paid a lot of money. They're a top ten payroll team, and yep. they while they were a top ten team, if you look at all the records. Uh, it's not enough. You got to no. win in the playoffs. Yeah, um... uh, I just I do want to circle back though, uh, right quick. There, I'm not concerned about who manages this team so much as it is how does this team respond to the adversity of losing like this.
1: Well, it's it's really three years in a row now that they've the season's ended on on a sour note unless i'm
0: mistaken they've been dealing with this very privately there is really i cannot find a lot of their uh person like their, like i haven't seen anything about like what's what's vladdy's take there was a matt
1: chapman couple of quotes that i saw but i didn't grab them (laughs) but
0: very very little though
1: yeah and i mean that's fair they they should they they deserve time to think about it too. All those questions are going to come up in spring training again anyway. So,
0: but um, there at some point though, you've gotta think Toro- the, you got to think Toronto. You got to give Toronto sports media something. Ross Atkins yeah. can't just take that whole bullet. And, and that's there was there was
1: some stuff that came out right after the game. Like obviously Schneider had his had his time after the game, and they talked about the the Gosman thing and. Like there was, there was some stuff that did come out, but I mean, yeah, it, it's as far as other sports. Like obviously, if this was hockey, you'd have the reporter like up in the dressing room right away. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like uh, the the questions are going to happen all winter and all spring, so I I think that the the guys deserve some time to digest it as well. As just uh, just as the as the fans should as well too. So yeah, that's my opinion anyway um speaking of 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 the losing uh ross atkins this was his quote he said uh, believe me when things don't work out we're human we don't just go oh well we went through the process we're as crushed as our fans are so and i mean yeah like the front office puts the team together if, if they're not doing it just to collect their their paychecks they're trying to win too they want to win like you're not in you don't get involved in professional sports if you don't want to win so i, I think it's yeah, that, that's something. And we just talked about the payroll as well too, Patrick. and this was his quote about the the budget for the off season. Uh, he says, we've had nothing but support and a lot of flexibility from day one. We've always had a strategy with the resources that we requested and have always been granted them. The first step will be working through where the opportunities are and exactly where we, where we feel the needs will be. We knowing the Jays do go into their annual budgeting process like like very very soon here. I think it's like this or, this week or next week. So the front office is gonna know like from Rogers that like, here's how much money we want you to spend next year. And obviously they'll be able to ask for more and whatever, but they're gonna know pretty soon like what kind of moves they'll be able to make this off season.
0: Yeah. I just I don't know what to do. See the thing I'm most concerned about is the rotation.
1: Yeah. And I mean Well we're...
0: obviously they have to and like it goes without saying, like top priority has to be the bullpen but I'm more concerned you can buy bullpen arms. Like you can, fi- we'll find them. Yeah. We'll find and I arms. mean,
1: the the one thing that you can, that we can put into this, uh, Scott Mitchell did his final f- postseason wrap up on TSN as well too. And one of the things that he's, he said is that, uh, for the first time since he was drafted back in twenty seventeen, the Jays are not going to be str- stretching Nate Pearson out as a traditional starter during the winter. He's expected to come into next spring as a multi inning bullpen candidate, and he's actually going down to I believe it was the Dominican Winter League this yeah. this year for yeah, Nate. I saw so that. at least he's going to get some innings, so fans can get off the Nate Pearson as a starter train after five years, uh, and he I mean, could be we a were bullpen off of two piece. Years ago. We were we've been off for a long time, but yeah the that train is off the rails now somewhere in the distance or we somewhere strolling around the desert but uh okay here
0: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna step in here uh, let's, yeah. let's start off just by saying like we know categorically the bullpen needs a reconstruction uh it's not just gonna be internal candidates they are gonna have to pursue at least two to three really high quality higher leverage arms and pay them the money they need yep uh i don't know why we didn't pay liam Hendricks. maybe it's because he was unvaccinated uh that no longer matters Mm -hmm. uh in the long term as far as which is great for the blue
1: jays by the way because now they can sign anybody
0: yeah it probably was one of the factors as far as uh signing uh rob not signing robbie ray not that i miss robbie ray uh but uh great pitcher don't get me wrong wanna say young with us good for him and all that but i the team needs something else mm-hmm. uh what i'm greatly concerned about is the rotation let's look at what we have right now we've got alpino obviously he should get signed to a long-term deal this so- or he, this he doesn't season. even need
1: it he's got Five more years of team control. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I feel like they're gonna want to lock him up. Yeah, they need to do him.
1: one of those Atlanta Braves style deals—the five years, seventy-five or something—that they just did with Strider. I mean,
0: the Alex Anthopoulos deals. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to
1: talk about that guy.
0: I know, no, no, I know, I know. I I'm w- just we're not. I'm just...
1: I know we're not st- stands for Alex Anthopoulos here. So he makes good moves, though. <laughs> he makes good moves, uh, and and wins, but I don't know. I don't. I don't get the love that everyone else I don't seems either. to have for him. Same with Gibby. I love Gibby as a person. He's hilarious on Twitter, but n- not the right manager for this baseball team. So not now, no. Not they now. need a
0: team that can grow to get. Uh, they can all grow up yeah. together. Anyway, rotation, to yeah. Anyway, rotation. Yeah, right, let's of get back to it. Our ace, <laughs> obviously, Alec Manoa. I believe that he will get signed to a long-term deal. I expect that um, that'll be wrapped up sometime in like the dog days of winter, uh, like the. the the late july yeah i think uh our second in the rotation is going to be kevin gossman that's a great counter punch to alec manoa uh i like what he has the fastball splitter combo i think it got more and more keyed in on as the season went by so i think he needs to go back to the lab uh work on some things in order to kind of get even better because i think he was slower to make in-season adjustments at least What I saw was that uh, opponents hit his fastball, what, it was like three thirty-eight batting average.
1: Something like that.
0: That's, yeah, that's, you got to make an adjustment there. But he's still a terrific pitcher, and his stats were just as strong as his Cy Young season. It's just he got hit a lot harder. Yeah, he'll make uh, adjustments. He will make adjustments. I feel very confident. Uh, The number three slot is very interesting. Um, I'm just going to say it. I think Ross Stripling will uh, earn his uh, money somewhere else. Yeah. I'm not saying this because I have any insider info. Obviously, we love Ross Stripling here. Can't get enough of him. Uh, thought he did a tremendous job uh, during this season. A lot was asked of him, and he delivered. Uh, he deserves whatever paycheck he gets. I just don't think he's going to stay in Toronto. I think – yeah. He's got to look at look at the fact that he's already is in his 30s and he's just hitting his peak. Uh, this is a good opportunity for him to leverage the quality of his season into getting something better.
1: Yeah, he's going to be looking for 3-year deals and and Atkins was said that on Tuesday that he indicated that they're going to have to fill that rotation spot. So he's relatively aware or confident that I think that Stripling won't be back in the Blue Jay uniform.
0: So and that's okay. That's totally okay. He In the time that we had him, he had some tough times. He had some great times, and he had a great season. He absolutely he deserves, deserves, he yeah. deserves to get a. He paper. deserves
1: to get a three-year deal, because that's probably what he'll look for. He's 32, like you said. So.
0: This is it. This will probably be the last big be the, deal of his career. This will be the last
1: multi-year deal, most likely, unless something miraculous happens for him. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, it's it's Manoa, Gosman, and Burrios. Burrios on the I.L., at best, Ryu comes back in like August or September next year, and we don't know what we'll get with him if he does come back. But I don't expect you him don't back. even Yeah, you don't even plan for him to be back. And then there's Kikuchi, right, which the team does expect. Uh, it says the team expects Kikuchi to pitch out of the rotation next year. That's mm-hmm. the hope from Ben Nicholson-Smith. And, I mean, we did see some signs of promise towards the end of the season out of the bullpen where he was actually locating the fastball. And I've talked about, I, I keep, I like sound like a broken record, but getting him for a full off season and a full spring training will drastically, I think, help the team unlock his potential because of the fact that he came in towards the end of spring training during a weird lockout year. So I, I do think I, st- we can't close the book on Kikuchi yet. And the good no. news is, is that out of the $36 million that he was owed, they already paid 16 of it. So there's only 10 million left for each of the next two years. So it's not as though we're, they're paying him more money than, or as much money as they did this year. So that's that's the good news. It'll leave him a bit more payroll room because of that.
0: I do, that think, I do think his runway is a lot shorter.
1: It's got to uh, be, yeah. If
0: he has a bad spring training, I would not expect him in the rotation. No. So what they're going to do is, uh, I think what they're going to do is they're going to look at Like a veteran starter who's consistent, who uh, can paint the corners, but doesn't have overwhelming stuff. Someone who they can rely on to do close to what Stripling did. I mean, you're not going to find too many guys whose ERA is around three. Yeah. But (laughs) they're going to look at an experienced starter. I'm not saying they're going to sign Zach Reinke, but somebody like that. No, God, no like a veteran starter um, who has experience i don't know who's available the con-
1: gonna... the contenders that are out there for that type of role chris bassett nate devaldi jameson tyon or even mike clevenger i wouldn't be surprised if names. nate
0: devaldi gets a look i said this two years ago what i wanted him on the team because yep. i like what he brings he's a lefty if i'm not mistaken he's not a lefty he's a ready he's not a le- he's a ready he throws, he throws hard though they have like three lefties or they had three lefties i either. don't know Okay, so I like what Nate, I like what Nate Valdi has, and he could be an interesting name that gets added in there. A full spring training with Pete would give him, assuming Pete is still the uh, the uh, the pitching coach, uh, could be very interesting. I don't see them paying the money for Taeyon, uh or Clevenger. I don't know. They, they might be expensive. Um, but... I don't see the Jays spending a lot of money this offseason. I think that was kind of the indication that I picked up on during Ross uh, Atkins' press conference. They don't look like they're poised to drop a lot of money. It sounds to me like they're looking to lock up these the young core this year. This is where I think this is their window to do it. And I don't know if that's the right answer, but... It sounds like that's what
1: their plan is. I I could see that being the plan, yeah. Um, at least with one of them. I mean, it's. I think you kind of have to do Vladdy and Bo at the same time. Uh, I I don't think they need yeah. to do Manoa yet, personally. I think that can wait one more year. I think this this would be a good year to do Vladdy and Bo. That way you know what your payroll's going to be for like the next fifteen years, <laughs> or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's. I, I don't know if they'll do all of them at once. Uh, Now's w- a
0: good time to do both. Because yeah, yeah, he's coming off a year that he wasn't as strong. He finished incredibly yeah. though, so that he did. Yes, but I still think if you look at the like if you look at his uh, overall performance for the year, we saw yeah. some improvements, but there's still a ways to go. And I think you could. And, and obviously, you, there's
1: still defensive concerns too.
0: I think you have as the team, as the organization, you have the advantage. And I think that is important. I think at this point, Vladdy, you just got to dump the truckload of money that he's going to get and just get it done. But Bo, I think this is a good time now to leverage Bo's overall performance this year. Right. To lock him up to a deal that'll be big, but it won't be as, like, disgusting as uh, <laughs> as... Vladdy's is going to be where it's like 30 million a year. I don't think Bo is worth 30 million. I don't even think he's worth 25, but I guess we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be, I think the, I know you said bullpen, but I think rotation's number one priority for me. It's, it's, you've got your top two for sure. And I mean, you got to believe Burrios will bounce back and be more consistent at least. I mean, we obviously there were, Two-thirds of his starts were quality starts. So it's not as though he was brutal all the time. But he's got to be consistent. And he can't, he can't give you those eight-run dumpster fire starts. You need to know what you're going to get for the most part. Everyone's going to have a bad one every now and then. Yeah, uh,
0: Rios is going to have to make some...
1: He's going to have to reinvent himself a little bit.
0: He's going to have to reinvent himself a little bit. But I also think, like, I don't know what it is. It seemed like he came into the season unprepared, which is not fair to say, because we don't really know. Uh, You know, a lot of this stuff doesn't get talked about in regular media. And we have to kind of speculate based on performance. And I don't know if that's fair, but to some extent, I would say there was an unpreparedness. He got walloped in his first two starts. It was bad. It made me very nervous, and the improvements did come. He had more quality starts than he did poor starts. Yeah. Um. There's still like fifteen
1: or seventeen quality starts or something like that. It was pretty high. It was high great.
0: Night. It was great when he was great. He was great when he yep. wasn't. We lost the baseball game. It's weird. There wasn't really much of an in between, but I guess that's just the way that starters work. Maybe it was there was a lot of pressure placed on him in t- you know. I don't know. I I do feel for him, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does next year. I'm tired of seeing people criticize the contract and all this other stuff. It's like, what? Well, what the fuck else are you supposed to do? He'd <laughs> yeah. be a free agent right now. What are you gonna do? <sighs> I mean, yeah, I guess it would have been advantageous to <laughs> take advantage of that situation, but
1: in you you don't you can't predict that really. Yeah. It's it's uh. It is what it is, but yeah, we'll definitely talk more about the roster and non-tender candidates and things like that opening up towards real five season again, as we love to chat about. Um, oh, no, lots of know. stuff coming in the off season. But uh, anything else you want to touch on today before we wrap up?
0: Yeah, yeah, this is kind of my uh, my check-in for all my. Uh- all my guys out there, all the Jays fans who are are sad about this. Don't just do the the thing where you, you just are mad at the team and you think that they suck and all this other stuff. Like, just understand next season's gonna be here sooner than you think. And even the best teams in the history of baseball have lost big games like this. It's it hurts, and it's okay for, for it to hurt, but it's a long off season, and uh, I don't think now is a good time for us to be you know, hypercritical of every player on this team. That being said, we are going to be grading players <laughs> at some point, <laughs> but uh, we'll give it the benefit of time, and uh, you know, this is a good season. It was fun. There's lots of ups, uh, a fair amount of downs, Times where uh, losses hurt, times where wins were euphorious, but uh, next year is going to be more of the same. Uh, The Orioles are only going to get better. I don't think the Red Sox can get much worse. Uh, I don't know that the Yankees are sustainable, and if they lose Aaron Judge, I think they're going to have a massive decline. And who knows with Tampa? They have a deep farm. They never seem to kind of roll over. So we're going to have a great division next year, and it's going to be close, and it'll yeah. make for entertaining baseball. And once again, I do believe the Jays will play meaningful baseball in late September.
1: Keep in mind the uh, so. s- the schedule changes next year too, with That's less right. games against the division. So it'll be even yeah. more of a of a clusterfuck when the division matchups do happen. They'll be that much more meaningful.
0: I think so. we'd be able to better measure the strength of teams. Uh, over the course of a full season where their the schedule is more balanced as opposed to I agree. Cleveland getting to play like 80 games against all of their <laughs> divisional opponents. yeah who
1: four terrible teams by um,
0: and large are not very good at the baseball game. Yeah you know um, I'll, I'll, let me ask you one last thing, Justin. Sure. I know it's way too soon to be emotionally invested in anything else. Baseball-wise, at this point, I went 0 for 4 in my picks. I think you went two and two, uh,
1: one and three, one and <laughs>
0: three. Was. Oh, Jesus. Uh, just I know we said we weren't going to do this, but fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> uh, ALDS, uh, Cleveland and the Yankees. The Yankees are already up one nothing. Who's your pick?
1: Uh, Cleveland. I, I picked them to beat Tampa in the wild card round, so I'm gonna ride with them again.
0: Ride or die? Okay, uh, my pick is going to be uh, the Yankees in four, uh, even though I don't want that. Um, Houston versus Seattle. Uh, Houston has already won the first game, and they're up one nothing here in the second game. Who's your pick? Houston in three. Yep, absolutely. I'm on board with that. Uh, and it has nothing to do with the fact that Seattle defeated us. Uh, they defeated us. They earned their win their reward is to play the best team in the american league and i don't think it's gonna go very well philadelphia versus atlanta the series is tied 1-1
1: braves in four
0: i'm gonna say braves in five i just i feel like philadelphia is like the turd that won't flush (laughs) there you go and the last series uh the san diego padres against the los angeles dodgers that one is 1-1 uh obviously the goose game Yesterday, the 5-3 to three Padres win. I hope that goose is okay. If they hurt that goose, I'm going to be mad. Um, who's your pick?
1: Padres in five.
0: Uh, I don't like that. I'm going to say Dodgers in five. San Diego will be uh, persistent, but I think ultimately the Dodgers are too good.
1: I hope that the reason that I want San Diego to win is so that they can win a World Series without Tatis Jr. playing any games this season. I think that would be funny. I don't even want that. I, I want one. So I want one. So to get his ring.
0: I, I do like too, Wanzo. but I don't. I don't want that. I'm not this year. I think the Dodgers window is starting to like close, or it's like it never closes
1: out there. They'll just find some random yeah, national, national have signing have and turn uh, to a star. They're, they're, uh, but I'm gonna say
0: that. Dodgers, Dodgers in five, which will give us uh, L.A. Atlanta rematch, and then Houston versus New York.
1: No, nah, Houston Cleveland. versus Cleveland. Eh. Cleveland's going all the way. All right. I'm getting on the, the Major League Cleveland bandwagon right now. I the Cleveland
0: Guardians? Maybe I've, that was the curse all along. They just had to change, change their, their name.
1: name. Yeah, what if What if they win their, the World Series in the first season with the new name? That'd As be, the Guardians?
0: Yeah. I'd be fine with that. That would be cool because then it would just kind of erase the stupid... Old name? Like <laughs> old racist stuff. Yeah, but just kind of like destroy it. Anyway. And it's like yeah. now we're the Guardians. <laughs> Although their logo is still stupid.
1: Yeah, it sucks. Um, but yeah, that, let's wrap it up on that note. We'll be back at some point, but we'll, we'll get into all of the offseason usuals with roster projections, who's on the 40-man, who needs to be added to the 40-man, uh, what, who, which players we want to see the Jays go after in both free agency and in the trade market. Uh, it sounds like Carlos Correa is going to opt out of his, your, his deal with the that. Twins. I but saw he that. Says, he says that he'd like to stay, but obviously he wants more money. So, um. Pay that so, man his money. Yeah, he's, he had a good year, so he bet on himself and it worked out again. But uh, we'll, we'll follow the Aaron Judge sweepstakes as well, too. We'll see how long into the winter that drags on or if he signs quickly or maybe it goes into spring training even. Who knows what will happen with that guy. Uh, it'll be fun to watch that. But uh, keep, us, uh, keep following us to stay up to date at BFMD Podcast on Twitter. You can find the website, bfmdpodcast.com. You can listen to the show on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Uh, You can leave us a review if you want to. Send us in any questions you have about the offseason. If there's somebody that you would like to go after uh, via trade or free agency, send it our way and we'll talk about it. Uh, But for Patrick Marsh out in Halifax, it's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon. We will see you next time.